Hello and welcome back to the Littlest Petcast. I'm your host James and today we are talking about the episode Bakers and Fakers. So in math class our episode begins and the math teacher who had that one syllable name that I can't remember is telling the biscuits that binomials don't have anything to do with buying things. And the biscuits say that that's not fair because it has the word buy in it, even though it's a different buy. Uh, yeah, there are actually three words that sound like buy. So I do mention this later in my notes. But throughout the episode, I am going to be complaining about the English language and how dumb it can be sometimes. Like, this might be more in my notes. I might gloss over it uh, in the actual recording. But who knows? Uh, Like, the main reason is um, during my notes, I encountered something. And then I had a conversation on discord about it with uh some of my friends and it just got into a whole mess about how dumb english is so that just kind of stuck with me throughout the rest of this note-taking session also i was a bit tired so that might have also caused some hang-ups as well so anyway before we get back to the episode We are so distracted. Um, I do want to point out that even if they can't grasp what a binomial is, you could have the biscuit solve any binomial you throw at them, but you didn't choose to listen to Blythe, and you made Blythe No, wait, Blythe made herself lose the bet by admitting defeat by counting on the biscuits, even though that wasn't the term of the agreement. Still, that whole thing is dumb. She should not have gotten detention. Because the biscuits, again, are math geniuses. They just need to be together. It's unconventional, but if you want to solve math's greatest problems, you have two human calculators right there, along with, you know, teleporters and mind controllers. Man, they really must be Omega-level mutants. (laughs) Anyway, back to the episode. Two teachers... Uh, come in the room and they're being flirty and giggly with each other. Uh, they are Mr. Barish and Miss Amster. And, uh, like, the math teacher asks, like, what what they're doing here. And when they start to explain, they say it at the same time and become giggly again. And then Blythe uh, turns to young me and just says, 
Okay, I can't actually bring myself to say what she actually said. Because it was like the whole, like, sitting in a tree thing. And, like, I think I've just outgrown that. You know? It just seems juvenile to me. It's, I don't... It is weird, but I guess this is growing up. Okay, I'm done with that joke. So, <clears throat> yeah, she just turns to young me and implies that they're dating and stuff in that juvenile way of theirs. And then, uh,. They start talking again, uh, Barish and Amster. And they said that they're here to promote a joint event they came up with between Miss Amster's history department and Mr. Barish's home ec department, or class, I think. The ultimate outrageous cake competition. This gets young me excited because, well, of course, her aunt owns a bakery. Why would she not be excited? So, uh, the teachers lay out the rules that uh, teams of students will come together to make a historical cake. Brittany makes a comment on how the two teachers are just acting goofy and says that that is hysterical. And when Blythe corrects her by saying historical, Whitney says that she thought Brittany's joke was hysterical, but they still don't get English or love, apparently. Which, you know, I'm not entirely surprised that they don't. Because, you know, English is a pretty tricky language. And the biscuits are heartless creatures who barely know any emotion at all. So, Maybe that's the price they pay for their omega-level powers of transportation and hypnosis and super math. I want to say they have more, but I can't think of any more powers I've accused them of having so far. Maybe there is more, but I haven't gotten to it yet. So... Young Me asks if there's a prize, and the teachers say that the winners will get uh, an extra credit in both of their classes, which means half a grade. The Biscuits suddenly become interested because, you know, their grades aren't good, and they want to boost it up. And so they decide to enter in this hysterical cake contest. And Blythe is still annoyed at them for not 
knowing the difference between hysterical and historical. I mean, there is a clear difference. They just do not get English, I guess. So then the intro happens. Now, usually I just say the intro happens or just don't mention the intro at all because it's the intro. I don't usually have something to say about it. But this time around, I noticed something. Now, it is because I have been going through Danganronpa 2, but I noticed that the bottom venue sketch looks a lot like Gundam Tanaka. And that just tickles my fancy for some reason. Well, I know the reason, but it's just interesting. Like, I know this episode came out before Danganronpa 2. <laughs> but I'm just going to toss it up to coincidence, because frankly, if you're working on Danganronpa, I don't see any reason you would be watching this show. Unless you have, like, a five-year-old kid and you come home, but, like, Honestly, five-year-old kids in Japan may or may not be watching American television, and you're not going to pay attention to the intro anyway. I just think it's fun. So, um, when we're out of the intro, uh, we're at the lockers. Uh, Young Me asks Blythe, Sue, and Jasper to be on your team. Blaith agrees right away, but Sue is conflicted because she'll miss out on her mixed martial arts and badminton uh, practice. Which, okay, here's the thing in my notes that just, like, started me on, like, the whole English is kind of dumb. Apparently, badminton is spelled B-A-D-M-I-N-T-O-N, not B-A-D-M-I-T-T-O-N. Even though it, it kind of sounds like badminton as the thing you put on your hands during the winter... But it's badminton? Ah, oh, this this whole thing started, like, the conversation on Discord with my friends. And honestly, sometimes English drives me up a wall, too. And this is one of those times... And from here on, it's going to keep driving me up a wall. So... Anyway, so Sue's conflicted because of that, and Jasper is conflicted because he just wants to play video games, you know? And he also says that he's doing fine in both classes, but Young Me makes a speech about, like, the difference between doing fine in a class and doing great in something, 
And that's what this whole competition is about. It's about doing great. She also cites throughout the speech, uh, and I quote, Einstein and that theory about his relatives, and then how, uh, and I quote again, uh, how Columbus discovered Columbus, Ohio. So it appears that young me definitely needs that history bump. <laughs> and also to be a little more woke, I think, because let's face it, Christopher Columbus, who Columbus, Ohio is actually named for, I think, is probably one of history's greatest monsters. Just so, just so we're all clear. So, uh, because of young me's speech, though, the whole team is full of spirit and they go off chanting cake, 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 which is actually a recurring theme in this episode that I just didn't bother to write down at the beginning. <laughs> so the biscuits, uh, meanwhile, at their lockers, while Blythe's team passes them, are debating whether or not to do the competition. They decide to make a list of the positives and negatives, which they tally up with lipstick on the outside of a locker i mean i know they're rich so they can just pay for it but i don't i don't know how permanent lipstick is but i'm guessing using it to write on lockers isn't very good Ah, and especially for the lipstick too i didn't even think about that like, you don't know where those lockers have been. Criminy. I guess they might not be planning on using that lipstick again anytime soon. But. Ugh. 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 I don't want to think about it. Uh, I. Oh, God, I need some water. Okay, I'm back, and if you don't know why I've left, I've taken that part out. So, back to the episode. So, the biscuits come up with uh, one positive and one negative. They're tied. And they're tied with, they want their grade up, but they don't actually want to do the work. So they have to figure out how to break the tie. So at that moment, Blythe's team comes back the other way, chanting still. Blythe then stops to explain that their next class is actually the other way. So the Biscuits decide to go for it to beat their team because they are just hate hateful people and just hate anyone having happiness that isn't them so at Sweet Delights Buttercream is just bouncing around and Young Me just places her outside of them Jasper says that the Biscuits have joined in the fun and my question is, how did they not notice both in the classroom or at their lockers that the Biscuits had intentions to join? But still, 
they make fun of it. You know, they like, they're like, this doesn't make sense for the biscuits at all. And then like Blythe says that the next thing you'll know, they'll be joining pep rallies like Blythe did like a few episodes ago with her dad. In fact, like she made the joke about like, you know, making a chair, but then going into biscuit mode. So I guess she knows what's up. She's been attending those pep team rallies. I don't know. My my brother's in in that at his high school, I think. So, I mean, I should know, but I don't. So Young Me wants everyone to focus on coming up with a good historical cake. Sue suggests making a cake based on Gertrude Ederly, the first woman to swim across the English Channel. And like, even though that's a commendable thing, Jasper says that they're making cake and not soup, which Sue gives him a look for. And then Jasper... <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry. Jasper then suggests... <laughs> I can't. I can't. Why am I getting, like... <laughs> it? This is a really serious thing that Jasper suggests. Like, okay. <laughs> Why am I getting all laughing? <laughs> now, Jasper suggests the Battle of Gettysburg. One of the most bloodiest battles in American history. Although that technically wasn't even the bloodiest battle of the Civil War. If you want to do that, that's the Battle of Antietam. But I guess the Battle of Gettysburg is more widely known. Because of the whole Gettysburg Address. So Blythe makes a sarcastic comment about how that might not be an appropriate topic for a cake while turning buttercream away for a second time. So Young Me thinks that they should do a building because they're building a cake. And uh, they come to the Taj Mahal, which is one of the seven wonders of the world, Blythe says. Uh, it is technically true that the Taj Mahal is... A wonder of the world but it's not an ancient wonder of the world which are the original wonders that had the seven designation to them and it's also not a main wonder of modern standards because on the Wikipedia page it is listed under the section other sites also included so technically but you know the Taj Mahal is still an interesting place. I mean, it's a mausoleum. How can mausoleums not be interesting? So, I guess Jasper is excited about this too. Because he did draw it on a grain of rice once. So, uh, with a plan in motion, uh, young me put Sue in charge of researching why the Taj Mahal is a historically important thing. Since she seems to know her history. Because she pulled out that Gertrude Ederly thing. Like out, the, out there. Jasper is in charge of 
gathering the ingredients, even though they are in sweet delights. But I mean, I guess they might have to get their own since they're only building a cake and, you know, don't want to take from the money making. And Blythe is in charge of pictures for reference. So they move out. Meanwhile, Buttercream is playing a game of her own design with herself because she says 411 potatoes. And that makes 70 kershmillion points. New high score. I bet the biscuits could calculate how many zeros are in a kershmillion. So Buttercream then becomes upset because no one's around to play her game with her. She then hops into the pet shop and asks everyone to play her game. Butterscotch, she calls it. Vinny asks if it's like hopscotch, and Buttercream says yes, but it's also nothing like it at all. And uh, Vinny then tries some steps, and at first Buttercream says he's doing good, but then says he made a penalty, so he has to back up. And once he does, uh, she then declares Zoe the winner. And Russell asks if she's just making it all up. So she agrees with her trait and then says yes in a more direct way. I still maintain that even though this is some Calvin Ball shenanigans, the biscuits could still calculate what a Kershmillion is. What is that Kershmillion? So, um, Russell's like, ah, this figures, and then asks where Blythe is. Buttercream informs him that she's at Sweet Delights with her friends cooking up a plan. Uh, Russell wants to know what kind of plan it is, and Buttercream interprets what happened by saying that hysterical cake will fill the hall and that people in seven worlds will wonder what's going on. So she may also need an English lesson as well, or possibly not. She wasn't really paying attention too much because she was, uh, you know, hopping about. Vinny then interprets what Buttercream says by thinking that cake will take over the world? This is going to get more weird as this part of the story continues on. So, let's just move on. So, he then has a fantasy about being in a black and white movie, being chased by evil cakes. He then declares that he won't let cake take over the world. Buttercream commends his efforts, but then admits that she could have gotten everything discombobulated because she was, you know, butterscotching at the time, as she says. So, as the butterscotching continues, Buttercream tells Sunil to stop, or else he'll Sneagle the Beagle. And apparently, Sneagle is an actual word, which I'm actually going to look up now. After a bit of research, apparently, Sneagle is a slang word for the act of sucking someone's neck 
to the point where they almost get a hickey, but don't. So, maybe they just made that up and didn't know like I didn't know? But, it is about pets. So, maybe Sneagle in that beagle might not be entirely out of the question. For what is possible for them. I mean, I don't want to see it, but it's possible, is what I'm saying. So, Blythe runs into the pet shop to use a laptop to print out a picture. Which, does she not have a printer at her own apartment? And while she's doing that, she's chanting cake, 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 like the whole team's been doing. And this is the point where I realized this is actually important because Vinny becomes even more paranoid about cake taking over the world. Um, at the Biscuit Mansion, the Biscuits are asking their chef to make a cake for them. And they say that some of the ingredients should be chocolate and vanilla. But they decide on French vanilla. Unless Spanish vanilla is fancier. In which case they would want Spanish. And that they also want some red borscht berry filling. Which I googled that during my note taking. There is a berry borscht, but not a borscht berry. So, either way, their father comes in and says that they can't win the contest by making the chef do the work for them. And he really makes it clear that they have to do the work themselves. The twins are disappointed by this, and the chef runs off. Because, of course, he does. Because he's afraid of them. So then, Whitney comes up with the idea to sabotage everyone else. Because they can't make a good cake on their own. But, they can prevent other people from making better cakes. She also says that she didn't really know if it was an idea that was popping in her head. But then, it was. So then, at Sweet Delights, Young Me is panicking, which, you know, this isn't one of the parts where I made a note about how dumb English is. Because, like, panicking, even though it has a C for the king part, they have to put a K there for some reason. So, Young Me is panicking about everything, but Blythe tells her that they have everything ready and that they have everything but the kitchen sink. And Young Me wonders if they'll need a kitchen sink. Just then, the biscuits come in trying to disguise themselves as reporters, but it is so see-through that everyone is just stunned at this poor, poor attempt. Because, like, they didn't cover up their hair. Their mustaches are obviously fake. 
they have lipstick on and eyeliner and stuff, which, I mean, reporters can have lipstick and eyeliner, but even ones with mustaches, but it's still obviously them. So they kind of play along when the biscuits have some questions, which, like, their questions are about basic cake prep, like, what are the ingredients, uh, how do you mix the ingredients, how do you cook a cake, or bake a cake, so they don't know what an oven is even, how did they get into middle school slash high school, I, middle school, how did they get into middle school, I am setting my foot down there, this is middle school, I think. It's a middle... They're in middle school. They go to a middle school high school. There, I'm setting it. Criminy. That's... That's a harden. So, Young Me suggests that they can do an interview after the competition because they're in a bit of a rush, but the Biscuits interject because... uh. It'll be too late then, but then they correct themselves by saying it'll be past their due time, but then Sue corrects them to deadline, but they say that, oh goodness, they say that, and I quote, that's not what us newspaperists, and then Jasper immediately calls them out on that and corrects it to journalists. And then they finish with call it. So they're just done. So everyone else just go gets other things. And the biscuits are about to give up when suddenly Whitney sees some note cards with the recipe and design and takes them and puts them under Brittany's hat. Buttercream sees this and is freaking out and almost name drops the episode, but doesn't. Hey, that's almost the name of the episode. (laughs) So anyway, uh, the Biscuits then thank them for everything, sarcastically, and are off. Buttercream tries telling Blythe, but Blythe is too focused carrying flour to notice. Young Me leads the charge to get to the competition, and then they chant again. So Buttercream gets the other pets and tells them what happened, but since it was in Buttercreamese, a variant on English, Russell and Zoe have a hard time believing it. And meanwhile, Vinny is still paranoid about the whole cake takeover thing. (laughs) So they overhear Roger chanting and being excited about the competition. And Russell decides that it's worth checking out anyway. And Zoe says that they should hurry if they want to sneak into Roger's car. Vinny comes out dressed as a cowboy, saying that he'll be there to keep that cake in line. You understand? Russell, Buttercream, and Zoe say they don't understand. But Russell says that they have no time to figure it out, so... He invites Vinny to come along anyway. Just because, you know, whatever. So, anyway, the competition gets underway as the four teams 
are setting up. And they are the Biscuits, some jocks, some actual goth kids, including that uh, goth girl who works at the ice cream place, and Team Young Me. So, I just, I got confused here again. So, they're in middle school, and they go to a middle school-high school hybrid. There was no announcement for this on the PA system. Just two teachers who teach middle school students coming around to other middle school classes to tell them, even though it's a middle school, high school, and even though presumably only middle schoolers would be in this, uh, the goth girl who works at the ice cream place, which, yeah, okay, another thing about English I don't like comes up. Why is ice cream two words? I don't get it. I ask someone this, and they say ice is the property and cream is the topic, but I still feel strongly that it should just be one word. So back to my other tangent, like, the girl, goth girl who works at the ice cream shop is a bit older, but, and there's only only four teams anyway. I'm confused, because, like, there should be more than four teams based on the number of students I've seen. Like, there should be, like, I don't know. I don't know how open this is. Like, can anyone join? I don't think anyone can join, but if anyone can join, there should definitely be more than four. And if anyone can't join, it has to be within their two classes, then maybe it makes sense why it's limited. But I still say they should be more than four. So as they prepare, finally, we're getting back to the episode. Team Young Me realizes that they don't have the cards they need to bake the cake, and they start frantically searching for them. So Roger then runs in, chanting, cake, 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 and sits next to Mr. Biscuit and tries making small talk and dad jokes with him. But Mr. Biscuit is not amused, which, come on, Mr. Biscuit. How can you not be amused by this? I mean, even middle school students are amused by Roger. And in the right way, I think. Maybe. Okay. So, the pets come in and Buttercream points out the Biscuits as the one who stole the cards. Russell says that they should have known and they forge ahead to get them back. But then Vinny says he is on to the cake and is keeping watch. This episode would not get weirder if Ron Ben Israel showed up. So, Barish and Amster are being cute with each other, and then Blythe comes up to them and asks if they could have more time before they start, but Barish says no, and 
Amster says in a flirtatious tone that was decisive of him. And I, yeah, I don't want to think about that. No, let's let's move on ahead. So the competition begins and Buttercream goes out to get Blythe's cards. Russell thinks that's a bad idea and Vinny tells her that if she sees any suspicious cake, they should contact Vinny. So Buttercream keeps almost getting trampled by various students on the stage. And then meanwhile, Blythe is asking the other teams if they've seen their cards. And when she gets to the biscuits, they give an ironic echo of what Young Me said to them in the store which they think is probably more clever than it actually is because I'm not 100% sure they think that Team Young Me like, didn't see through them. Like I'm pretty sure in their minds they were in their disguises and those four people could not tell who they really were. So, anyway, uh, Russell says that they need to come up with a plan to distract everyone from Buttercream. And then Zoe sees a ladder and has a plan, though Russell is a bit reluctant. So, Buttercream makes her way to the biscuits, and Whitney proves that she needs an English lesson again. Because she can't say flower on the first try. Although that is kind of a dumb word that if you don't know it, it, it'll be hard. But, like, they're in middle school. They should know flower. So, Winnie goes under the table to get flower. But Buttercream hides in the flower to avoid detection. But just as she's about to get discovered... Eggs fall from the balcony, and so does some cinnamon. Or, as Whitney calls it, that thing they put in cinnamon-flavored lip gloss. Which, like, wow. Blythe is laughing at their misery, and uh, Brittany asks Whitney to shake her head into the bowl, because the recipe calls for some cinnamon. So, okay, Brittany knows what cinnamon is, but Whitney doesn't? Uh, that's uh, confusing. So as eggs continue to fall, Mr. Barish tells Miss Amster to stand back as he goes to investigate, and Ms. Amster seems to like how manly he's being. So... Surprise, surprise, Zoe is the one throwing eggs, along with Russell, and she is having so much fun tormenting the biscuits. Russell's like, yeah, but we really should just be helping. So Blythe is suspicious of who's throwing the eggs, but Young Me wants her to focus on finding the cards. Mr. Barish approaches the pets, and Russell says that they should flee, with Zoe adding, they're probably finished anyway. So they take some rope from the balcony and swing down. 
Mr. Barish's investigation doesn't amount to much, except for more flirting with Ms. Amster. So the biscuits pour the flour in the bowl, along with buttercream. And they wonder if flour should be lumpy, and they get a mixer to mix it out. So buttercream pops out, sees the note card, and grabs the notes before the biscuit gets back with the mixer. So buttercream hops to Blythe but drops the card with the recipe on it. And here I make a note that recipe is a word I keep misspelling and it's annoying. Even though I was really tired, recipe only has one eye and that keeps throwing me through a loop. So she gets Blythe's attention and gives her the card with the design on it. So uh, Blythe uh, tells everyone that she has the card, but they wonder if she has the recipe slip as well, but she doesn't, so young me decides to rely on her memory to make the cake. She asks Blythe to get milk, and Blythe takes buttercream with her and wonders where she came from. Buttercream begins telling her life story by saying that she was born in a box, but then the others interrupt her, and Blythe deduces how they all got here. Zoe says that Buttercream told them that the Biscuits stole her notes, and they had to come help. Blythe is frustrated at all of this, and tells them to stay put until after the competition. Benny tries to run off to thwart the cake menace, but Russell stops him. Uh, when he asks Brittany to tell her she found the cards, which they apparently lost, uh, Brittany says she does, but when pressed, says she doesn't, but she said to tell her that she did, so she told him. So, with no note cards and very little knowledge, they resort to actually trying. So then time passes and the judging begins. So first, the athlete table did an alamo cake. So the goth table then did an Eiffel Tower cake and Mr. Barish and Miss Amster flirt some more. Then they go to Team Young Me and Young Me does a dramatic reveal of the Taj Mahal cake. Mr. Barish and Ms. Amster are impressed, but Vinny isn't because he's wondering why the cakes aren't trying to take over the world. Uh, so the teachers flirt and taste the cake and think it's really, really delicious. Everyone cheers for Team Young Me, but Vinny is still suspicious of the cake. So the teachers say that there's one more cake they need to look at, even though the bar has been set pretty high. The biscuits say that their cake is definitely better, and they praise it up, but when they reveal it, it is a nightmarish cake that just looks like them. They justify it by saying that there's no one in the world like us, so we're historical, and it's a cake because it's a cake, but it's not a very good cake because it looks terrifying. So 
Uh, it's just of them where, like, Whitney's hair is made out of chocolate. Britney's hair is made out of, like, vanilla. And then the cake is chocolate. But at that point, uh, the heads of the cake fall off and a red liquid gushes from the neck, which horrifies everyone even more. They say the red liquid is the borscht berry sauce that they wanted to put in. So it's a nightmare cake where the heads come off and a red substance gushes from the neck. Oh, goodness. Biscuit Twins, you are no sweet genius. So, uh, Vinny believes it's his time to shine as everyone's screaming. So he goes and smashes the Whitney head and takes off with the Britney head. Britney says that uh, the judges haven't tasted it yet, but Whitney is confident that they know a winning cake when they see it. And here, uh, I notice that there is some baking supplies still stuck in the cake. So, not only is it a horrifying nightmare cake with, like, decapitation as a theme, but it also still has, in, like, cooking utensils in it. So Mr. Bearish says that it is true that they know a winning cake when they see it and they declare Team Young Me the winner. Team Young Me jumps around excitedly and Buttercream says that they're playing butterscotch. Roger is super excited because of course he is and Mr. Biscuit goes up to his daughters and, and congratulates them on a job well done. The Biscuits are confused because they didn't win, but Mr. Biscuit says that they put effort in, and that's the most important thing, but they are not impressed with that. So at the pet shop, Blythe gives the pet some Taj Mahal cake as a thank you, hopefully limiting it, because it's one thing if the animals are going crazy, on their own volition with sugar. It's another thing if you give them the means to do so, Blythe. So, uh, Vinny still has the Brittany head and eats it, figuring that if you can't beat him, eat him, which was a slogan for a Kirby game, I believe. I think it was Nightmare in Dreamland. So, okay, that's it for the episode. And I guess this is just, like, a fun and weird episode. Like, I mean, it's not pushing any envelopes as far as, like, this show is concerned, but it's a tried-and-true classic. I like it. Even if the whole Vinny subplot is weird. So... I guess that's it for this episode of the Littlest Petcast. Be sure to comment and rate on Shout Engine, 
on Apple Podcast, on the Google Play Store, and wherever else RSS feeds go because um, they're running away from cake, I guess. That's the best thing I can think of for now. So anyway, uh, be sure to come back next time for the episode Terriers and Tiaras. And I will say, I'm not a big fan of this episode, so that's a bit of a warning for you right there. Anyway, I will see you then, even still. What? Cakes taking over the world? Hmm, no matter. Those cakes are no match for my four dark davas of destruction.